Pass, pass, pass. Pass the poutine. This is the poutine. Fries, cheese curds, and chicken gravy. This is the poutine. Hi, everyone. It's your host, Nina, from Pass the Poutine Podcast. Today, we have not just one, but two very special guests. They are returning guests. They are my good friends. I'm very excited they are here. Uh, we have Gavin, who is the host of DIU Pod, the original Asian-Canadian podcast straight out of Toronto, where him and his host, Jack, talk about daily issues and uncover them. He is also a Pass the Poutine favorite and one of my good friends. And we also have Aaron, who is the host of First Generation podcast where he interviews people who have paved their own path to success and dives into personal stories lessons and knowledge that led to their accomplishments also one of my very good friends gavin and aaron welcome to the podcast thanks for having me this is like <laughs> the past the poutine <laughs> avengers you know Mia? avengers assemble yeah thanks for having us this is the asian canadian podcast coalition <laughs> There's right no now. stronger super team that I can think of than this. Oh, yeah. And we have representation from different provinces, right? Exactly. We're like real Asian Canadians. We got BC, we got Alberta, and we got Ontario. The only three provinces that exist in Canada. I, I, um, I thought so... there was only three provinces in, in Canada. There's only three. Yeah. Some people, sometimes people think there's more, but there's only three. And we got one from each real province. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm so happy you guys are here. I love talking to you guys. And the reason I wanted to assemble this, you know, Asian Canadian podcast coalition is because there's this crazy, I don't know, I don't even know what you would call it. Gavin, what would you call what is going on at the current state of affairs right now? It's nothing short of a, a magical phenomenon. <laughs> right in the middle of a magical phenomenon. And if you don't know what it is, you're probably camping somewhere and have no access to the internet because this is all over the news. People across the world are talking about it. And that is the magical GameStop. So this entire episode will be about GameStop, what is happening with GameStop. So Gavin and I are actually art majors. Um, and we thought it would be a really good idea to get someone with, you know, some actual business background. Uh, on the show and that's Aaron so I I'm really happy that we're all here and we can just kind of talk about it I only learned about stocks like two weeks ago Gavin I think you told me you bought your first five stocks today oh I I don't even know why I'm here like I'm so excited I can't even think I'm like the past few days I've been like yo everyone everyone I know like I'm like the last person on earth who's never bought a stock apparently I'm like what the hell so and so you've bought stocks before you have some shares in GameStop. Uh, you what the hell? Why am I the last guy buying a stock? So, yeah, I I was letting message Gavin. I was like, Yo, Gavin, you got GME, and you're just like, like I'm installing I'm installing Wealth Simple right now. <laughs> you're, you're like I'm looking at Wealth Simple right now. No money yet. So what I want to say is this is absolutely not financial advice. If you take it as financial advice, like I don't even know, just light all your money on fire. Um, but I know Aaron here. You have a little, you know, bit more background with business and finance how long have you been investing for uh i've been investing since i was 18 i became a legal age wow. in canada so wow um, how did you like know to get into it this was at a point in time where i was i was questioning a lot of things in life you know why are people certain people so successful and whatsoever right and mm. uh or how do wealthy families maintain wealth like these sorts of questions so then i started looking into investments and how families would like you know well-off families, they 
buy life insurance or they, they'll utilize insurance policies to take out money and, and all that all that kind of jazz, right? So I got into investments and I think this is at the time when um, in Canada that they just started the ta- TFSA program. So that's the tax-free savings program. I learned about that last week. Yep. Oh, okay. So essentially what that program is, is like, yeah. Yep. You've got to start somewhere. It's a savings program where you, you can invest a certain amount of money, right? Like, there's a cap, obviously, but whatever you earn in that savings account is tax-free. So I think around that time, all that stuff was going on, and I was just a curious little boy. You're more knowledgeable on money than than I am, for sure, and maybe Gavin, who knows. But let's get straight into it. So what is GameStop? So, I, I like, growing up in Canada, I don't think I ever remember seeing a GameStop, but I know that GameStop owns EB Games. Did you guys have a GameStop where you are or was it an eb games eb games eb, EB games. games definitely eb games tell me about your memories with eb games just wandering in there you know <laughs> there's one in every mall so much joy so much uh potential you know so much <laughs> but back in the day you're a kid so you can't afford anything it's just like oh man you know so now if i go into like an eb games i'm like I'm like, all right, I, I could buy all these games, but then I do I really want to play them, you know? But back in the day, you know, when I saw those games, I was like, I was like man, you know? I remember going to EB Games a lot as a kid because, you know, like we didn't have the internet back then when we were kids, right? So you really, you kind of had to either watch TV or play games. And, you know, I grew up in a household of three brothers. So we were at EB Games a lot. And I remember like waiting for every single Game Boy to come out, the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the consoles and stuff like that so it's definitely a thing that i feel like every kid in canada and probably in america grew up with like remembering going to the video game store and i remember there used to be like line outs outside the store when there would be a new release yes. so i feel like eb games has a very special um place in a lot of people's hearts like i, I don't know aaron what about you kind of gavin like i Man, it, it was like heaven it was like the sanctuary you walk in can't, <laughs> knowing you can't afford anything as, as a kid but um <laughs> right. like i'd always like for me personally like pokemon was huge i loved playing the pokemon games and i would always go in staring at the link cables because back back then you can't just link like a you don't with the old game boys like there's no wi-fi or connection like that we actually had link right. cables <laughs> probably dating us right here in our in this episode we're dinosaurs <laughs> but uh yeah like like now like you go in i go in i, I can't even go in because i know like I, like like gavin said you can afford everything there it's just whether or not if it's the right choice right <laughs> uh loses the mystique you know right it's just like the magical phenomena that we're talking about and the magic comes from gamestop itself so let's get started about what's going on with gamestop so can you guys tell me about what you know like i know aaron this is a little bit more new to you because i think you're like a real person that like has a job and doesn't pay attention to internet memes that much i don't know but but what do you know about what's happening with gamestop right now i guess to start off um i did a quick some quick readings here and there but essentially like the whole overall story like with gamestop and what what's going on there's two different types of investors or there could be more different types of investors depending how you classify this in this whole like trading world or the stock market so there's retail investors which are essentially you know your day-to-day average average Joes that, you know, they have, they work. Small potato. Invest on the side. You, I guess we could say small potato. They host Asian Canadian <laughs> podcasts, yes, you know. Yes, And then you have institutional investors. In this case, these are the hedge funds where you have like the billionaires and they all, 
these hedge funds, they take the, the, the huge amount of capital from millionaires and billionaires to make more money, right? So essentially, my takeaway from this is that um, traditionally, institutional investors are known to always win in these markets, whether if it's the stock market or the foreign exchange market. And this was like a David and Goliath story. So the the retail investors actually did something with the GameStop stock and actually screwed over uh, or did something what the institutional investors are known to do or have been doing throughout history. And now the institutional investors are not happy about it. It's kind of like uh, being in a, being in like a relationship, a romantic relationship with <laughs> double standards. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. Can you please elaborate? You don't know what I mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> So for me, I, I've been in relationships where I'm not allowed to do certain things, but the other half is allowed to do certain things. Like that, to me, that's a double standard. It's like, oh, I don't like... Can you give me an example? Uh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's, let's see if I can think of one. Let's say I'm dating this girl, and she's like, I don't like it when you talk to other girls. It makes me jealous. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I like your I like your um fake girl voice. It's it's you great. know, <laughs> it sounds more manly than your actual yeah. voice. <laughs> your girl voice. No, it's it's got it's got sass. Yeah. So okay, so go going on. on, she's like my girlfriend's like, oh, I don't like it when you uh, talk to other girls. It makes me jealous, and you know you could cheat on me. But then when I bring up me as the boyfriend, I'll be like, well, I don't like it when you talk to other guys. It makes me jealous, and make it makes me think makes you want to cheat on me too. But apparently on on, right. on the girlfriend's perspective or in the girlfriend's perspective, she's like, oh, that's not the case. You know, like, you know, you have that right. level or that standard that only applies to one party. And in, in my case, like in my story, I'm not saying all this applies to all girlfriends or boyfriends, whatever. All right. It's just, mm -hmm. It just happens to be the scenario. Wait, so you're saying that you're comparing the situation with GameStop right now to the toxic relationship and your ex-girlfriend or your girlfriend or whatever is the hedge fund and you are Wall Street bets. Is that what it, you're saying? Essentially, because because <laughs> the reason why I say that is because um, institutional investors have known been known to manipulate the markets throughout history, mm. right? And it just so mm -hmm. happens that, you know, with GameStop, you have this Reddit thread, right, called Wall Street bets and, you know, Somebody did their research, they, they've done everything, and they noticed that, hey, these institutional investors took a risky hat, like a really risky bet, thinking that it, they'll get away with it, right? <laughs> and guess mm -hmm. what happens? Like, they get fucked over. It's so crazy what's happening right now, because usually they always win. Yeah. I mean, they always win. Even in the 2008, like, housing crash, you're like, nothing happened. Right. There, there was basically no repercussions for they've always won. Yeah. They've always they've won. Always they've won. always yeah. made the rules. And I think this is the first time in history we're we're actually seeing them lose some money for a change, you know, and it's it's like, I don't know. I'm just super, super excited because, OK, maybe I live a really boring life, but <laughs> I feel like this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. And that's not because like. I invested a ton of money in GameStop. If I did, like, I would be, you know, like, on the rocket ship to the moon. I just, like, bought a couple of shares on Monday. And then I'm just watching it skyrocket. And then it just made me think, like, holy shit, is this, is this what they do all the time? They just, like, buy shit and watch their money just increase? And I feel like it is, right? Because they get to manipulate the market and control everything. And I was like, holy shit, what do these motherfuckers even do? They just sit and stare at a computer screen all day? For the listeners, I just wanted to provide a little more, um 
detail because I've been reading this nonstop. Like I'm like a Coke addict. Like I'm just like every second I'm like refreshing and reading and like I'm obsessed, right? To me, this is a total game changer. I feel like this is going to have such a big impact on society. Um, It already has. Like I literally know people that have invested like a couple thousand and have made over like six figures now. You know what I mean? So this is like for real and it's crazy. But essentially, uh, yeah, like Aaron said, a hedge fund bet against GameStop um, and they shorted the stock, which means that they're betting um, for it to fail and like drive them straight to the ground. And what a more perfect way to bet against something when we have a global pandemic and stores are literally not allowed to open, right? Like, I don't know. To me, that feels a little bit gross, right? Like, you're going to bet against a store that's not even allowed to open and, and short it over 100%, basically, like, yeah. nailing the, the co- like, nail, what, what, what's that phrase? Like, I feel like don't nailing the, the Nailing the coffin shut. Nailing the coffin shut. Yeah, <laughs> putting, the nail, putting the nail in the putting coffin. Putting the nail in the coffin. See, this is why we're Asian Canadian, because <laughs> we barely speak English over here. Okay, so yeah. So I just think that's, like, really gross. And then the more research I was doing into it, it turns out there was a Redditor, Deep Fucking Value, who's basically all of Wall Street bets is, like, goat. Um he invested $53,000 into GameStop when it was about $4 a share. And before he did that, he did a lot of due diligence. In the fundamental analysis he was doing, he was saying that, you know, everything's going digital, which is, yeah, I feel like we're heading in that direction. But he was saying that people are overestimating the value of physical copies of games. Like a lot of gamers, they still like physical copies, even in 2020, right? In 2020 and in 2021. So digital is coming, but it's not coming as fast as we think. And there have also been new developments. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right, Aaron? Everyone thinks digital is going to be here like tomorrow but it's still going to take a while right so physical is st- still going to be here oh yeah and i think to add on to that too I, if i remember like the, the whole consoles with the ps5 right. the, the new xbox like they're still coming out with the dig- uh physical mm-hmm. copies and i also read up on this so i'm not sure if anybody knows who michael blurry is oh um christian bale in the big short <laughs> yeah so in the big short like he michael blurry is the guy that shorted against the housing market he predicted right? the housing collapse he, he yeah he, he definitely he definitely pre- predicted that so michael blurry also around the time when i believe this redditor bought um a, the a bunch of stocks the, yeah a bunch of stocks uh michael blurry also bought in too and I, if i remember correctly the article said he also a very similar thing it's because of the value of a disc a physical copy of a game 100 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. percent but yeah, I just thought I'd share. No, absolutely. That That's such a great point. So it wasn't even just this like random Redditor looking at fundamentals and then investing. People undervalue physical copies. Um, and yeah. also on top of that, there was a new development in which like daddy ryan cohen as i love the redditors they're so funny like if you guys i spent like a week reading everything they've written and these these like internet nerds are really funny like i like they're hilarious so they call like every kind of like big investor or like a guy that can help them they call them daddy so it'll be like daddy elon daddy ryan um and so ryan cohen was the guy who ran chewy so he's an e-commerce commerce expert right chewy was like um was it a pet food? Pet food? I believe so. Uh, yeah. Online pet food shop? Yeah. And so uh, he came on as a board member and then later 
two of his other buddies from Chewy also came on as board members. So you're seeing a lot of potential. There's new management. Um, so there are fundamentals behind this for people saying that it's all just like a meme. Like fast forward to what's happening now. Like this is gaining, gaining, gaining more traction. And there's just a lot of traction. There's a lot of hype. And I think with all the hype, like a lot of people are bandwagoning on, which is making this even bigger. And we're getting like big names like the crypto mil a billionaire, like I don't know how to say his name, Ch Ch Chamath, <laughs> Chamath. I'm not even going to pronounce his last name, but he also <laughs> tweets about this. And after that, there's like a spike in the stock price. And then Daddy Elon <laughs> tweets and then it soars through the roof at 250. So like it, there's just so much happening with this. My younger brother has quite a bit of stocks in this, like not like a super, super amount, but like a decent amount. And he he was thinking about tapping out on Wednesday because he was really scared. And I was like, oh, why are you scared? There's so much traction right now, blah, blah, blah. And he was saying, like, these hedge fund guys play dirty. Like, no one ever beats them. You know what I mean? Like, we're already lucky it hit, like, you know, 250 or 3 or whatever. Yeah. And then the next day after he said that, you hear about all the Robin Hood drama. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Gavin, do you want to explain the Robin Hood drama? So, Robin Hood's one of the the premier, if not the, one of the, the most used trading apps because it's uh, free. So tons of Americans use it. They wake up, what was it Wednesday morning, Thursday? I Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was Wednesday, yeah. They wake up in the day and the, the, the option to press the buy button <laughs> is like blacked out. Literally, like you can't even press buy mm -hmm. on those certain stocks. Um, so GameStop being one of them. Other ones being uh, the other meme the stocks, other meme so to stocks, say. like AMC, AMC Blackberry, Nokia. Blackberry. Yeah. So then you literally go on that. You can't even press the button. And uh, people were like, oh, shit. Like, what, what do we do? What do we do? So a lot of people panic sold. Mm -hmm. And the, the hope was you sell, you sell, but regular people can't buy them no more. Oh, no. So then that's when the hedge fund guys, they can buy them and kind of, you know, win win the battle it was weird because like so they blocked out the ability for uh in, like retail investors to trade on several um brokerage apps right robin hood being yeah. the main one not just robin yeah hood. and yep. you're only allowed to sell but meanwhile in the background all the hedge fund dudes, all the guys with money are allowed to trade. And essentially what they were doing was they weren't even really buying the stock. They were just trading to I don't know try to um trick the algorithm into thinking that there's a huge sell-off when there wasn't really to drop the mm -hmm. price of the stock. So what's cool about the Reddit people, Wall Street Bets, was that they a lot of them held because like a lot of them heard about it after Elon tweeted, right? And when Elon tweeted, I think it was at like 250. So like it was at 250 and then I think the next day it went to like 300 or something like that. And then they stopped allowing people to trade so a lot of people came in at 250 or like even at 300 so there's no way they're gonna like sell unless they're you know what what wall street bets likes to say paper hands um i'm sure there were but i think a lot of people they bought in very late so they were holding and you know you have the people that are the og investors that are still holding and they want this to like rocket ship to like five thousand. so it's pretty incredible but did you hear so so when they didn't allow people to trade on the app anymore on that day you were hearing people come out of the woodwork like people i haven't heard from in like 15 years like you know ja rule made a tweet 
<laughs> what? Ja Rule? He's alive? Ja, ja he's Rule, alive? Ja Rule came out of the... He let us know he's alive and he thinks that <laughs> like not allowing people to trade is fucked up. And even Ja Rule... I was like, man, I miss Ja Rule. Like, that was a while back. Like, he let us know he was alive. He updated us and is on our side at the same time, right? Yeah. And we have people from the, the right side of the political sphere and the left side of... They agree. Uh, most people agree with the retail investors. And this shows that like... Like, like they always say we live like in, in America, they always say we live in like a free market economy. But mm -hmm. when you do something like this, what does that really say? It ain't so free anymore. It ain't so free. <laughs> and what I really loved about this was so Americans couldn't buy it on Robinhood for like a good like half a day or something. Almost like, the whole like, day. The whole, the whole trading day. Yeah, the whole trading yeah. day. Wow. And, okay. And people from... Well, at least I've read it. I was reading. People were saying, yo, you know, Canada's got your back. Yes. Sweden's got, got your back. back. Australia's got your back. UK's UK got, got your back. back. Exactly. So people, yeah, Americans can buy it. But in order to keep the price of the stock up, mm -hmm. people from other countries were coming together. Like, uh, just like how the three of us are coming together <laughs> for this uh, special podcast. You know, the world is coming together. Wonderful analogy. why it's so so magical you know this is such a magical phenomenon it brings people together right right exactly yeah so it's like it's so like when you're reading reddit like i mean someone like me um i love an underdog story like who doesn't love an underdog story right like we all want to see the little guy win fuck the fuck the banks fuck the hedges fuck all of them right we want to see the under the underdog win oh, and yeah. you're watching you're watching the the banks the hedge like we all I mean, I think if you have a tiny bit of a brain, you kind of know, like after you hit a certain age, you know, like the like the system isn't as fair <laughs> as they, they tell us it is. Right. Um, but there, I know a lot of people that believe the system is super fair, like 100 percent, like it, they believe it's airtight. Right. And then I know people that think it's, you know, it's just trash and all an illusion. Yeah. But I think after most people saw that the trading apps stopped trading essentially for the retail investor they realized that the illusion of free market and the fair system was a lie and and you know before they used to always come up with lies and and oh yeah you know we got to do it for this and we have this there but Never, I think in the history of like of me being alive, have I seen the system so blatantly shit in people's faces as they did when they stopped the trading yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just curious. Um, so with Robinhood, uh, it's like a it's, it's essentially like a broker, right? Like it's like a middle. It's a man. brokerage app. Yeah. Right. So has there been any um, news coverage or media coverage on whether if if it's actually the brokerage that's hitting that's stopping the stop like blacking out the buy the buy button or if it's like actually in terms of their fund like you know how the, the um the other party on the mm -hmm. other end a lot of speculations do you, do you know what i'm saying i'm just curious you know there will always be skeptics saying it's it's the it's the hedge funds it's the uh like what's that group citrin or something Cit oh, the yeah milk, you know capital or they sort of have an agenda with robin hood right right, right okay something like they they can they can get access to that data like milliseconds before or something like that basically there's an agenda i i don't know the the technical the technical stuff but it seemed like there's an agenda robin hood was sort of i don't know if they're forced to or if if they knew 
if the big dogs lost a lot of money, Robin Hood might lose some money. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's definitely some sort of um, alliance going on there, and I think that's why a lot of people got got mad at Robin. Like people are just trying to sue. So many people are trying to sue Robin Hood. Oh my god. Yeah, goodness. they're setting up like yeah, so lawsuits like all over the place. To me, that just seems like grossly illegal and so yeah. ironic. Robin Hood is supposed to give back to the man. Now he actually just Robin the Hood. <laughs> it's like I don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore. But like Gavin, you brought up a good point with the alliance thing. So on Monday, I think it was like Monday or like Tuesday, Citadel helped bail out um Melvin Capital to the tune of almost three billion with a B dollars. And then as more research surfaces, Citadel actually owns like 60% of Robin Hood. There you go. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. Like all the the dots are connecting, right? The dots are always there. We just need to make the lines to connect. We, yeah. we think we're playing on a fair playing scale on a fair playground, yep. but the bad guys right. own the playground. Right. It's run by a bunch of gangsters. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah it's crazy so uh, to me it's just like an interesting thing that um now when uh i have conversations with people and i can say like you understand the system isn't exactly fair and there's a lot of powers at play and and basically money talks if you have money that's that's it right so now we can have these conversations with people hopefully and they can kind of understand what's going on but yeah Aaron after hearing all of this oh yeah okay I just want to say there was um like uh because it didn't just happen on Robinhood it happened on several apps like several brokerage apps um the CEO of Webull which is like an app owned by China <laughs> but it's it's a free brokerage app that a lot of people use as well they were because they also stopped the um the trading with you know what's funny they stopped the trading not just entirely but just only of the meme like stocks which i'm kind of like if you don't want anyone to buy why don't you just like pretend your app glitched instead of just specifically like singling yeah. out these like meme stops because i'm like that is so blatant <laughs> like holy shit right so they so you couldn't trade on gamestop blackberry nokia amc bed bath and beyond like all the stocks that are being shorted like you're not allowed to buy any of those stocks it's like so blatant right but what happened today was the weeble ceo came out and he said that the reason they didn't allow um buying for the apps was because when be because essentially they didn't have enough capital to execute um all the orders at such a high volume because if you look at the number of trades that were happening for gamestop it was like almost 200 million in one day okay right 90 million another day mm -hmm. like it's these are incredibly high volume trades so robin hood weeble all these guys came out and they're just like no it's not a conspiracy no one came to us we just didn't have the the cash flow blah 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 i don't know i don't know i don't know aaron like as a as a business guy uh, what do you think about this you, you know like there is that point, like for me personally, this is what I, I do believe that, you know, cash flow is an issue because nobody ca cares that right. much cash, especially if you're a brokerage, right? If you're a, if you're a bank, mm -hmm. on the other hand, different story because uh, they could just, you know, do print, print out money. money, quantitative easing and whatever they fucking call it, right? But anyways, <laughs> um, but but still, like, it, it also comes to the point, like, like, like we mentioned earlier, like Gavin, you mentioned how there's affiliation, like. You know, there's 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 a clear affiliation yeah. between certain brokerages 
with uh, Melbourne Capital and uh, what was that? Um, what was that other Citadel? Citadel, right? So, yeah, I mean, that could be part partly true in my opinion, but like, how do you explain the affiliation as well, right? Like at the end of the day, you're you Wall Street or this whole in finance industry, you have budgets, you have targets, you have thresholds you need to meet, right? Like, not making these thresholds is like a huge. It's it's a huge loss. It's a huge huge failure. Like you gotta you gotta have results, right? For sure, for sure. It's it's their job to do that. Whether you know whether it's you know good for everyone else is a different story. But yeah, while they're doing their job, they have to do that, and that's what you know they're paid to do. That's what they. I they, do feel like supposed to do. Yeah, and I do feel like they are like some of them are copping out. Like like you said, um, like let's say Robin Hood also said, oh by the way, we don't have enough cash flow. Like. That could be partly the reason, but I don't think it's like the full reason. You know what I mean? Maybe like right, right, right. right. You know, it's like oh, like let's. There's a wave riding on that wagon. Let's jump on it too, so we can at least like take away some liability on our end. You know, <laughs> that's the scapegoat argument they have for essentially screwing over a bunch of retail investors. Because I really believe that if that didn't happen that day, the stock, the price of GameStop could have been easily over five hundred. Yeah. that day because it, it it hit like 400 something mm-hmm, at one mm-hmm. point like the day before and the fact that this is gaining more and more traction like every mainstream media outlet is posting on it the fact that they pulled that that card i was like oh man yeah. that's crazy i want to say the morning robin hood and the other guys stopped the trading i was following it and it was down to like 118 or something mm. and you know if i wasn't such a noob so late with, with installing my apps, <laughs> I'm here twiddling my thumbs, like, waiting the... It's like, oh, your funds will be in your account in three days. I'm like, motherfucker, I can't wait three days. <laughs> it's, a, it's at 118 now. Put me in the game, coach. Why am I on the bench? And then I'm like, I was watching. I was like, 118. Oh, my God. This is the perfect chance to buy because no one in America could buy it, right? People on Robinhood, no one could buy it. Mm. And then, um, right. you know, now, now it is where it is. But then... Um, it, it was like for, for a point, it was like, I guess a lot of people thought it was going down and that's just the effect of when you say you cut, yeah, you cut the, the market. No one, no one can buy it. No one on retail side can buy it. Then mm-hmm. that, yeah. that's part of the manipulation. Yeah. It and totally that's, is. That's so, so fucked up. I mean, for me, it would have benefited if, if I had some funds at the time, but <laughs> on, the, on the grand scheme of things, it's, it's like, I mean, there's no shame, right? You, you just do it and then deal with the consequences later if you if you're if you're on the other side right if you're if you're in the, the big companies cuz stop stop the bleeding first with any means necessary is is what it seems like they're trying to do i was going to say i'm actually very 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 curious what the next 3 weeks will hold cuz i still think from like the hedge funds perspective they still have one more card to play I, I think I think there's a lot up their sleeve. They're thinking, they're scrambling. As the weekend hits, more and more people are going to hear about this. GameStop closed yesterday at 193, and that's because they stopped allowing people to trade. Today, the closing price was 325. So that just goes to show, and it's 325 with people only being allowed to buy maybe one up to five. Um, shares of GameStop. So so now that they're allowing people to trade again, and I use that like in quotations, they're setting limits of how much you're allowed to buy of, of only, again, the specific certain meme stocks. So it seems like they're they're targeting certain people. Um, I was I wanted to ask both of you guys, like, what do you think? Because we don't know, like, this is not the end yet, right? 
But let's say this whole thing ends, you know, like I come out of here making five digits, let's say, right? Um, <laughs> hopefully, guys, pray for me. Uh, and then what do you guys think uh, happens after this? What has happened with this whole GameStop situation is that, um, you know, and, and you and I are examples, is that it has opened the eyes of um, just the trading and the accessibility of it. So I know, you know, a lot... Yes, yes. Of the of the art majors. <laughs> Please, I wish I was an art major. I was a, I was a liberal arts major. <laughs> I can at least show off if I had some art skills. But, but um, it, I, I say this like it shows the accessibility because you're you're seeing people you know who are benefiting and profiting mm -hmm. from this. And it's not like it's not some you know dude in a fancy suit mm -hmm. in Wall Street like throwing some numbers you know and then you're you're just like okay I don't understand this I'm gonna let them do their thing it's like this is my you know, this is my friend from school this is my neighbor right if this right. if this guy can right. earn you know so much money off sitting in front of a computer or even on your phone why can't I do that and. You know, I'm. I'm not saying it's the same stock market. Right. It hasn't changed, but it's just now. It's it's a lot more accessible, um, with with apps. You know, with brokerage apps, uh, people have more time, whether they be working from home or or maybe they aren't even working at all. Um, people are. I I don't want to say they're bored, but they don't have <laughs> as much to do, and, and that's part of it too. I would say. Uh, so then, it's like hold on. When you see the story, all the news coverage, all the news organizations are covering it. How about some guys from Reddit? I'm like, mm -hmm. these are just normal people, or these are just like everyday people. These are just guys on the internet. Like, the one comment I read on Wall Street Bets, as this was like, I think it went up to like 400 at one point. One kid commented, like, I'm the richest kid in my high school now. <laughs> so exactly. Like, Gavin, and you're right. These are kids. It, it just shows the world that it, it lifts off that veil that the stock market is some sort of like unknown beast like don't get me wrong i still don't like really understand it but like seeing so many people so many regular people you know your friends your neighbors just benefiting from it uh and don't get me wrong this i don't know if the long run this is the right way to go about it because we're all we, we can't all expect every stock to be GameStop, right, right. It's, it's like if i keep trading you know a year from now, two years from now, it's, I don't know if this is going to keep happening, but at least it's like a, it's like a hard introduction of two things. Like, first of all, how, how anyone allegedly can access the stock market. We, we were, I'm saying allegedly because of Robin Hood and all this like scandalous shit, right. but uh, also how like, you know, how fucked it's, it is up there. Like how, how money is sort of this like social construct this number is a is a fucking number on a screen. You know, I spend my whole life, let's say like I'm a farmer or something, I do some manual labor. I spend my whole life working hard for a paycheck and you're telling me you can beat my year's salary by picking some clicking some buttons on a computer? So then I, I think the way people will feel about earning money will change in the future. Especially like Gen Z kids who are starting off 
and who can mm-hmm. start off now when they're young. It's like this is the way we can earn money. It's because when when we're growing up, like as as like millennials, you always hear a dread like, "Oh man, you guys are so fucked. You're never gonna afford a house, whatever, whatever." It's because you know the the world is against you, and now this sort of gives them like a weapon to fight back. Oh yeah. At least you know it's it's a fighting chance at some sort of neutrality, and I think that's why you know GameStop. Uh, Wall Street bets. This this thing is like the whole David Goliath story, and that's why a lot of people are rooting for the underdogs because it's it is like a neutralizer. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big one, kind of like Gavin said. Like it opened up, it opened a lot of eyes for everybody, right? On how um, wealth can be generated, and especially like what the baby boomers, you know how they say the baby boomers, that's where the majority of the wealth is. And we're going to be seeing one of the big, biggest transition of wealth from one generation to another. And I think like, you know, again, it's opening the eyes. It's probably going to be done through the internet or through the power of the internet, whether it's through stocks, um, foreign exchange or whatever forms or cryptocurrencies. I also believe this whole incident in itself is a catalyst to show why we need decentralization decentralization of our monetary policies you know it kind of enforces or maybe enforces in my opinion i think it's it's just a good reason that it shows to mostly the general public why cryptocurrency is making such a huge um or it's taking huge steps right now in our day and age speaking my language aaron (laughs) yeah it's it's huge and you know like Going going back with like like Gavin, you mentioned the David and Goliath story. This is huge. This is a huge win for retail investors, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, in, 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 like these hedge funds. They're known to be clear hand, clear winners in history, like you've said, right? And they're they're used to, like most commonly in the past. Like this, I feel like this is not something that is let's say, not the general general public know much about, but. A lot of times they like as an example they use leveraged loan money to buy out companies you know and out of and all of the stock and next what they tend to do with that is they generally find different ways or methods to transfer the debt that they've accumulated to buy out that company to the company itself forcing the company that they just bought to sell assets to sell out to liquidate right and where does where does the liquidation funds go it goes back to the ownership and then as a result they'll sell all these assets they'll put in their shorts and then they'll file for bankruptcy. And they've done that to like, they've done that with many like major names and major corporations in North America. And this, I just find that this, this one event right now that's going on is a huge win, or at least what for what's been going on, it's a huge mm-hmm, win so mm-hmm. far for us. Uh, I know, I noticed on the Reddit on Wall Street bets, and a lot of people were sharing their stories of, um, you know the the o eight no the o eight financial crisis and and what this beyond the gains it's um it's like the other reason behind Wall Street bets doing this is is just to like literally fuck over the the big players right because for so long they've been profiting uh, profiting off other people's failures even. Uh, as as even with these um, shorts, you know, they're literally betting against people to fail, uh, for them to fail, and uh, and there's a lot of hatred against them because you know, after '08 the financial crisis and a lot of them, you know, they didn't get any sort of punishment. They they didn't get like 
imprisoned. Uh, it was like nothing. It's like the yeah the government is always going to be protecting them, and so then uh, for many I don't know if it's many, but for some of these people in Wall Street bets, it's this is their chance to to do their damage, you know, to get their punch in and and to to take from them what what they've been taking from the normal, you know, the the hardworking. Uh, the working class people. So that, I think that's also another interesting aspect. I, I know a lot of the people jumping in are, are probably just in for the ride to get to cash out. And, and, you know, that's all, that's all good as well. But I just want to bring that other point up, how there is that like vengeance side. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not just like, like people are saying, I'm reading comments, like, you know, I'm putting my life savings in there. You know, I, I, if I can just fuck, fuck them over, you know, let's, let's come, collectively screwed them over that's no. you know that that's enough for me there's a lot of you know emotional I mean? investing going on right now yes yes so yeah that Uh-oh. that is a concern like if someone is gonna throw their money into gamestop it you are gambling and there's no like we don't know who's going to be the winner at the end of this obviously we want it to be the retail investors but we're fighting like the guys who have been in the game not the guys that have been in the game the guys that created the game right and they make the rules so we don't know what's going to happen right now so it it is very very interesting i was was gonna ask like we probably don't need to explain what shorting like actually is right, um, to the to your listeners. Google or? it, guys. Because I just Google, Google it. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> yep. Google it. Yeah, Google Stop it. reading Wall Street bets. Yeah. And Google it. Um, I mean, if you want to explain it, Aaron, you could explain it. Like I just learned about it a couple of days ago. So. Yeah, I, I've been seeing this analogy floating around. Like. Um, okay, uh, I like analogies. It's like saying you know like uh, it's sort of like because they use they use animals a lot. In, in Wall Street bets, it. right? It's like yeah, gay bears. If you if you know if <laughs> if someone borrows ten bananas from a monkey, uh, and then they wanna they wanna make, they need to return those uh ten bananas, right? But they wanna lower the value of the bananas before, so then they can they can sell it, earn earn the money from the bananas, sell it, decrease the value of the bananas, buy them back, and make the difference of the profit general something like that and uh i think it's i just learned about it recently too but i think it's like when i hear about some of that it's like literally they are betting against these companies so because i know was melvin and the other groups they they make like pr videos to to shit on gamestop and why why it's not a good idea i'm like this is this is uh yeah straight up you know tactical warfare and it's it, it I don't I, I guess it's common but it does seem very undermined like underhanded because you're you're purposely rooting for someone else to fail mm-hmm. and for your own interest and that, mm-hmm. I mean it's like against good faith it's like you're acting in bad faith you know what I mean that's how I look at it I was gonna say like like what the future going on like what Gavin explaining how shorts or shorting a star stock works it's like how like I, I guess the question is for those that currently have um, GameStop shares, the question is, how soon do you get out and when will you know when to get out? Because obviously, as the price gets higher mm-hmm. and higher, right, um, 
um, the institutional investors are, are are more of a loss, and especially like with GameStop, like oh, like over a hundred, I think it's like over one hundred twenty percent of shares were shorted. So that makes it even worse because you know, like you, can, how do you how do you short over one hundred twenty percent of shares? That means that you have they have to buy back at a higher price. But since more shares were shorted, that means each share in itself that they have to buy back is worth even more. So in terms of like their losses, it's it's, yeah. it's amplified, right? So like. For those that are actually that have stock out right, like stock right now, it's like how do we, how do you know when to get out? That that's my question, because right now five thousand right. K, Aaron, five thousand <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. But here's the thing. This 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 thing that's happening right now. This whole David Goliath story is happening right now because right. we all came in unity, right? It, the way I look at it, it really does take let's say a major player or a bunch mm-hmm. of people to sell, start selling. And this this thing could not hold anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, the so bubble's it, gonna it, pop. Yes. So I'm just I'm just like that. That's just that. Those are the questions that are going on in my head. It's like how do you, how do you know when to get out and like how how do you know? Yeah. How do you know when to stop and stuff? And how do you know when to stay on? And and for me, it seems like a giant trust exercise. You know, I talked yeah. about people from all yeah. over the world coming together in this magical <laughs> collaboration, and and everyone's doing a trust fall because. Yeah. Like the meme, the meme is hold, right? Hold, hold, damn it, yep, hold. Die, diamond hands, hold. Hold, exactly. And you know, if if everyone does hold, then yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna. We're gonna, gonna go, go to, to the, the no, moon, no. We're gonna so go to Mars, Daddy Mars, Elon. Because <laughs> Elon, exactly, exactly. So, so then, Aaron, but Aaron brings up a good point because, like, when do you sell? Like, if you're if you're some normal dude and you have loans and like you have like a mortgage or whatever, and then. Your 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 stock went from twenty to to three hundred. Like that could be life changing, and you know, mm-hmm. some some people can really use that money right away. Uh, but then, yeah. at the end of the day, if if you wanna so if you wanna quote unquote beat the bad guys, everyone needs to stay in and 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 hold for the love of God, hold. Uh, yeah. But like honestly, if if I saw it at like a good price and I really needed the money, it, it takes a lot of. I don't know restraint to not not to take not to sell your stocks, right? It's pretty hard to contain the sweat between your hands, um, <laughs> for it to soak all the paper in your hands that you're holding. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I for me, I think it's everyone has a price, right? And everyone's price is different. Um, I think the people that you know they when it hits their price, they're they're gonna sell. But because like Gavin said earlier, there's so much emotion into okay. this, right? Because this this I've read so many things on Reddit that was like, this is not about money this is about sending a message so this is really like people are here being like you fucked over my family in the 2008 housing crash my dad had a company and went bankrupt overnight he's been drinking his entire life and i've never been able to see my real dad in like over a decade because of you wall street motherfuckers right so there's a lot of people reading these kind of stories and you know like a lot of people went through the housing crash and it was devastating to many 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 people and then to the people that should be in jail they just got a little slap on the wrist and now they're back at it right like business as usual so for a lot of people they already saw the housing crash and they were really young when it happened um so a lot for a lot of them this is about they're they're going out for blood and there's a lot of posts that are like let them fucking bleed right i want to see blood let them bleed so there's a lot of emotion into this yeah it's interesting like i know people if they sell at at a right price this is a down payment for a house that they would have never been able to see in their life you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Like it's it's like insane. Yeah. Like it's 
So for me, this is literally life changing for so many people. Like when Citadel and Point Sixty Nine put money into um, to bail out uh, Melvin Capital, um, it was almost three billion dollars. I got a text from someone I know who invested. Who like when they sell, they're gonna have a down payment for like what they thought was gonna be a townhouse now might actually be a real house. You know, so. And, and that $3 billion, they're like, some of that's going to my pocket. And and that's true for a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be hurt, though, right? Like, yeah. with their emotion. Like, people have... I've, I've read about people yo YOLOing their parents' retirement funds into this. Like, people are serious right now. So, it's... um. Yeah, it, it's, it's very crazy what, what's happening. I, I was going to say, like, um, you know, like, let's pretend GameStop never happened, right? This, like, momentum and, and all of these things. I think it wouldn't be surprising for a lot of people to guess that the stock market would crash anyway. What do you guys think? Like it was going to happen regardless? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because of COVID, you mean, or like because yeah, of yeah, like... ex exactly because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Like over, like so many people are unemployed. The government is printing out trillions right. and trillions of dollars. For me, I just feel like the stock market. Um, even if GameStop didn't happen, it was bound to crash because I don't know, Aaron. This is where you come in, and this is where you're important. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the stock market supposedly is supposed to reflect the economic climate of society in my opinion back then back in the day back then right that, right that was very true but now there's a lot of manipulation right like now it's a casino for a lot of people it's it it is um and the way i look at it if GameStop didn't happen some it there would have been in my opinion there would have been another stock that would have um proven the given this cat yeah given this opportunity because there are actually a lot of stocks that are over shorted over over 100 percent, right it just mm -hmm. so happens like like you said like there's GameStops, there's amc theaters blackberry american airlines like there's there's a bunch of these stocks um but i th i think for me personally i don't think that it would crash the market and if anything else my perspective right now I would, i'm just pulling up the charts and from a technical analysis the battle hasn't even been won, won yet yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it. There's like this huge parabolic curve, like parabolic climb, right? And usually, if you see that from a technical aspect, it, it's it, there's a lot of red flags. And um, I personally don't think that Melvin Capital is out of the game. I feel that um, the biggest thing right now is the unity and being able to leave, have that unity for a long period of time. You know, because mm -hmm. again, as the what the longer it gets, the higher the price, the more they get. Um, the more the technically the more the damage to an extent, but they've but then um, Melvin Kappa has already hedged their bets, right? Like they've already hedged hedged to the extent where they put some money into into the shorts, but then as a result they can't the price is going up. So because they want to lower mitigate their their risk, they'll start buying. They they started buying if I'm correct. They started buying the GameStop shares as well. So it mitigates it caps off the amount of loss they have. And I think the home mm -hmm. run, they like they have a perfect home run opportunity because if it does get parabolic to the point where they start more noticing momentum is slowing down, and the market is about the share price is gonna go down again, they're gonna short it again, right? And that's mm -hmm. that's even worse, mm -hmm. yep. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So there's there's that opportunity. So, um, I I think that with GameStop yeah if it wasn't GameStop going back to the whole whole thing um if it wasn't GameStop there'd definitely be another stock somewhere else and this happens in like yeah this this doesn't even just happen in the stock market it, it happens in like 
um, the cryptocurrency markets. It, it definitely happens. Uh, in, in toxic relationships. <laughs> toxic relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah, it happens totally. everywhere. It's it's fucked. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know, yeah, Gavin. Man. Like, what do you think? Do you think the the stock stock market would crash um, if GameStop? Well, I'm not saying the stock market will crash, but I mean, I've talked to many people, and like every everyone I've talked to thinks the stock market is going to crash way before GameStop because it doesn't make sense that when a pandemic hits, all of a sudden stocks are like going through the roof. Like, I get it; people are using their government money to buy stocks. But that's I think everything's like overvalued in the stocks, like reflecting how the economic society is currently considering most people are out of work. Right. And a lot of stores like they're not even allowed to open. One thing that really struck me was like uh, the idea that a stock isn't really the value of whatever company is from. It's Mm -hmm. more so the value of what you think other people value it as. The hype. If that really makes sense. The hype. Yeah. And I think uh, when I, you know, when, when I try to process that idea, it's, it, my, my end result is that it's not real. Like, and, you know, money, what is this, you know, stock we're holding? We're, we're literally looking at numbers which can change. Um, and like we said throughout the podcast, this isn't even, we're playing their game. So right, then right. I, rules. I I feel like it made sense where during the pandemic certain people elites the elites they did continue to profit uh whether that be through manipulation or just a better understanding of the, the markets um but if it was going to crash you know I I don't know if I have the the technical knowledge to <laughs> to fully answer that but I I want to say like it it my understanding is that it can be manipulated, at least from this GameStop experience. It can be manipulated, uh, and it 100%. always and it always benefits the house. You know, like we're talking about casino, it always benefits the house. Uh, it, it could crash, but then the people the the people who own the casino they're going to be fine. Right, and that's that's kind of the a dread you feel as like a as like a commoner, right? Uh, which is why this battle is so important because it is it is a way to take back some of you know our our independence and uh, yeah yeah stick it to the man so to say yeah no yeah. Ab- absolutely like um I I was just like listening to everything you said and then I was like oh if only I can quote you and put you in a blog and then at the end put hyphen Gavin bought five stocks for the first <laughs> time today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love no, Gavin. You and I are in the same boat. We're just, we're just. What one small step for uh, humans, you know? What, what? Five stocks for me. Exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't even GameStop. I'm not even ballsy enough to do that. I'm just throwing some. It'll be, some it'll be Gavin, comma five stocks, parentheses BlackBerry. Oh my God! It's so good. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. This was great. Like, like Aaron said, this is only the beginning. Um, if we can gather enough momentum, this could go on for weeks. Like I've read about people talking about how this is, they're not going to go down like easily. You know what I mean? It's not going to take one week to, to, um, bring them down. But at the same time, 
the hedge funds are fighting against not just the regular people, but the gamers. They're attacking kids that stay in their room, play video games, uh, like all the hours of the days. And these people don't give up. You know what I mean? So it will be mm-hmm, a really interesting mm-hmm. battle. Um, yeah. So like I said, this is recorded on Friday, January 29th. Uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot of things happen next week. So we might do a part two, guys. Is that okay? Listen, I hope I hope this this battle two. goes on because I, I need let's, to get in the game. Let's do I it. I need to get in the game. Let's, Gavin I, needs to buy five <laughs> GameStops. <laughs> GameStops. Okay, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe one. Maybe one. Stop. I just need one to say I was part of history. <laughs> So, so you know, buy some time for me, guys. You know, I'm telling all the internet. My my funds, my funds take yeah. my my funds take three business days to transfer. <laughs> <laughs> buy me so some time, true. man. That's so true. I feel you. I feel you. Oh my god, um, guys, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You guys are one of my favorite favorite guests, and also, um, yeah, I'm gonna link all your stuff in the description so if you guys want to hear more from gavin and aaron uh click the link um listen to their podcasts uh and maybe there maybe there'll be a part two you guys down for part two aaron you down for part two i'm open to it yeah i mean you know if i'm not if i'm not if i'm not a millionaire by then you know if i am i'm like like, screw you guys man i'm out of here if you guys never hear from me again my 10 stocks took me very far Um, (laughs) all right all right thank you everyone for listening to this episode of fast the poutine podcast thank you to my guests uh aaron and gavin for being on the show today um let's see let the let the battle continue and uh hopefully there's a part two next week all right Bye. Pass, 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 pass the poutine. Pass the poutine.